Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. Of knowing God and how practical that is. It is practical. Very, very practical. The word of God is practical as Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. We find God doing something practical. And that is the nature of the word of God. It sets the tone for God's word from beginning to the end. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. 1 Corinthians 1 21. The problem with man is that they give a nod to things they think are practical, but not God's way. For instance, Jesus went to the wedding in Canaan, Galilee, and they requested for him to give them wine very practical but they had their own practical quest I've had people come to me and they want to tell me what to tell God to do see that but who can instruct the only wise God And that has been the problem of man. So we even bring it to church. So that we will tell God what to do. We will show God how practical he should be. The whole gospel is called foolishness. Even though it is God's wisdom and very practical. But from our point of view, we say no. This is not what is going to work. And that is what is defining Christianity for many people, unfortunately. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. The world by wisdom is saying God is not practical. They knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And if you are saved, you can appreciate the weight of that statement if you are saved. If you are saved, you can appreciate that indeed It is not foolishness as they say, but it is actually the wisdom of God. 
Galatians chapter 4, verse 8. Galatians 4, 8. How be it then, when you knew not God, you did service unto them which by nature are no gods. Now that is the genesis of idolatry. And you remember Jesus said that the Bible says that covetousness is idolatry. Even though a man's life does not consist in that. So how be it then when ye knew not God, you did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, the apostle says himself right. He is giving glory to God as the one who takes the initiative in making us to know him. So he says, after you have known God, or rather are known of God. And I pray that in this series of messages, you will know God. Amen. How turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? That means the knowledge of God frees us. Is freedom. How be then when you knew not God, you did service unto them, which by nature are no gods. Now, what is the implication for not knowing God then? Is it, is it a light thing that men do not know God? Psalm 82, verse 5. Psalm 82, the verse number 5. They know not, neither will they understand. So what happened? They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. My little experience has shown me that men I mean, this is what really, really happens. But men seek God too late. This week, I heard of a man who was dying in the hospital. In these days of campaign for homosexuality as if it is a candy. This man was dying, and I understand that the average partners can be about 500 people and more, at least in that place where he was. None of them showed up to see how he was doing. Because I got to know this from a, the, a pastor who doesn't even know him. So the doctor called the pastor and said, can you come? This man is dying. He's afraid to die. They know not. Neither would they understand. 
they walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. It doesn't matter what they build upon that ignorance of God. The foundations are out of God. You can build a university on it and have the best of minds teaching in it. That is the advantage of being a Christian. You see, I am preaching right now. What I am doing has got nothing to do with the popularity of it. How many people are here? It is the wisdom in it. Let me, let me, let me, let me help you. If you climb a story building, and then a lot of people are walking in front of a story building, and then you say, I won't throw myself down. And then they say, why are you not throwing yourself? Because all of you are here. That's why I will not throw myself down. That is not wisdom. Now, that is how the word of God is. It is not for sure. It is wisdom. It's not for sure. It's not for sure. God is not wise because he is voted as wise. And by the way, foolish people outnumber wise people in this world. So what kind of vote are they voting for God anyway? When fools are voting, they say we want to, we want to determine whether if God is wise. Rich fools, beautiful fools, handsome fools. Isn't that what Jesus said to the rich man? He said, thou fool, tonight. There is no subject as the knowledge of God from preschool to the end of school. And yet we say we are educating people. Where is the wise? They know not. What is it that they don't know? Verse 1. God. He stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. Neither would they understand. They walk on in darkness. 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 This is the authority of a preacher. When he is preaching, like I'm preaching now, you, your eyes are closed. You don't know what we are dealing with. The darkness of your life, the darkness of your future, the darkness awaiting you in eternity. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. Let's see what Jesus had to say. I am making a case for the knowledge of God. So, this is the voice of the common man, humanity. I know how to make money. Do you know God? Before he tells you, you are a fool. What do you know? I always, as for me, I am a walking by the grace of God. With the, I have sold my mind to God's word. So that I will not be a fool. The day our daily strength was, do you really want eternal life? Do you want eternal life? We should have added really, do you want eternal life? That day, as God will have it, I went on my phone 
And then, you know, sometimes anything can come on. There was, there was this 27-year-old man, young man, who left the shores of Ghana when he was young. He went to the U.S., joined the Navy, and then he did some things and whatever, and he came down. He's 27 years old, and he has a four-bedroom house somewhere between Accra and Akusum. I'm giving you details because I listen. The first thing that came to my mind, can this, is he saved? And will he be saved? Because Jesus says it is hard for a rich man but if you don't have the knowledge of God, you just go clapping. What a man he has achieved. Achieve what? A lot of foolish people who are applauding for nothing. All through it, I was looking at him. He has opened his YouTube channel. Trying to tell people in the diaspora how can they, they can settle here. Nothing about the knowledge of God. There's nothing wrong with it. It's good to be entrepreneurial. It's good to be innovative. It's good to be creative. It's good to do something with your mind. For little money. But do you know God? When you know God, you bring, you ask questions. Where people put exclamation signs. I repeat. When you know God, you ask questions where people put exclamation signs. They said, wow. You say, how? This is grace and truth. I'm an apostle of reality. If you understand that word. Not pragmatism, but truth. They are two different things. Pragmatism is, is, is sometimes for the sake of is convenience. But truth can be hard. We play religion. When we say we bring our children to the church, those of you dedicated your children here, do you pay attention to their salvation? And then when, they, when, when you die too, you don't, you don't think you will die. As for you, you will not die, Right? When you die to where we bring you here, religion continues. What is wrong with man? Matthew 11, 25. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. <laughs> I, I, I want to dig digress a little bit when he said you have hid it. These things from the wise and prudent. Because we have our own scale of judgment. This is why, this is not why. This is testimony. This is not testimony. And this is part of Christianity. Listen to this. I want to testify of my growth in patience and contentment after being denied of a particular job and losing the last job I got. Have you heard said testimony before in church? We are doing wisdom tests right now. What do we go yay for? When Oscar comes here and tells me I moved from MTN to QRZ, I moved from Q now my office is going to be in Qatar. 
Dubai. I'm going to sit and say, yes, God is moving. I want to testify of my growth in patience. So the, the fruit of the Spirit, we don't care about that. And contentment after being denied of a particular job and losing the last job I got. Have you heard the testimony before? You have hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. I want to testify of God's gift of courage to endure suffering. Have you ever heard such testimony before from Nigeria to Ghana? What are you waiting to testify about? I'm asking you. Jesus is full of grace and truth, not drama. Gift of courage to do what? You remember? Ask of courage. The ask of a faithful church in the open door. I want to testify that me, timid, quiet, reserved me, I could move from my house and talk to 10 people on the street at a stretch. It's not a testimony anymore. So a suffering Christian has no testimony. We have put him on the shelf waiting for his suffering to be over and then you should come and tell us fairy tales. And then we will now say, yes, we serve our God. This is your God. It is not a good God. We are all happy. You are not happy. Something is wrong with you. I'm going, I'm going to preach somewhere tomorrow. I'll be traveling to go preach. And I was talking with the pastor there. And I, I, I said, the apostolic seal is boldness. Then, strangely, he said, that has been one of our prayer topics. That we will speak the word of God with boldness. That is the testimony in the Bible. Nobody testified about the horse he bought from Damascus. They pray. The place should Sunday. We are still praying. Let those who want to dwell in Egypt go. We'll be here. I wonder what you go home to go and do. It's not part of amazing grace. It's just amazing you. You are amazing. And look at those people. What are they looking for? Husbands, wives. Those things. Those of us who have been waiting here, we, are, we, don't, we don't need those things. Then I said, the Lord shall answer us with earthquaking boldness. I believe in that. Apostolic ever. It is the blasphemy of the faithful church. Everything we have heard now is apostolic statements, discourse. No games. When you approach this tabernacle, Put away popular Christianity. Here, we deal with the truth as it is in Christ. It is the ground and pillar. Not a summer hat. Ground and pillar. Ground and pillar. Ground and pillar. And I'm not talking about, you know, chasing demons. That is no, that is no, that is, that is no power. 
We are talking about truth. That you can't stand for anything. Eh? You can't stand for anything. You fall for everything. Coming to church isn't an achievement that you came to church. Don't you go for parties. Right? Those people who sit in, in, in Trotro at 10 p.m. Ah, once in a while you join them and say, where are they coming from? Are they not coming from somewhere to somewhere? You want me to lie to you, right? I've set my feet on God's road. Our dear pastor said, Amen. When the apostles were going somewhere, they told them, we are going here, pray with us. We don't know where pastor is going. Find out. You are lost. The way you like, I cannot pray for him. That is, that is church. You striving to get that in prayer. For what? Not for the next person to come and give us eh, 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 eh. drama testimonies. But for the faith of the gospel. Striving together in prayer for the faith of the gospel. And we said it on Sunday. In the open door, there is a signboard blazing with letters of fire. The gospel. The, drop all your ambitions in the open door. He will add some things to you. But primarily, it's the gospel. The gospel. That's why he said before you the open door. Our pastor said amen. And I said, mind you, I said apostolic ever, it is the bloodstream of the faithful church. And then I added, the Lord bring us and others who are coming to the conference for an infusion of that bloodstream. That blood. We need it. I said we need it. I want to visit one of our sisters who had been given blood transfusion. It's in the hospital. For survival. Christians, we, that's what we need. The apostolic. The bloodstream of Christianity. Of the faithful church. Hallelujah. It is the bloodstream of a conqueror. Is the blood stream that flows with conquest. Now back to the passage. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid this thing from the wise and prudent. What a paradox or irony, whatever it is, that so-called wise men and prudent men cannot see what is important. Are you one of them? How wise are you? When believers meet and you are not there, how wise are you? When I read your comment, I was thanking God for your life. It's not every comment that strikes. And it's not only once. There are people in this, they say they are in this, they are Christians. Even a for amen. They have never written it there before. And they are going to be somebody's wife in this church. 
So you don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm showing you how we stop problems. It's just like the, the person on the street. He has never said amen to God. Even in the Old Testament, when the prophet said, the Lord bless you, the Lord bless you, he said amen. Then he turned, he said, the Lord cares you. When you do this, cares you. He said, that one to say amen. Every time it is blessing, not cursing. Out of the abundance of the heart. What happens? Talk to me, what happens? So that you are saying nothing. It means there is nothing there. Let's listen to Jesus. 26. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in that sight. He said, this thing that you have hidden from the so-called prudent and wise, it is good in that sight. It is good. It is good in that sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. Now listen. All things are given unto me of my Father. And no man knows the Son but the Father. Neither know any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So he's talking about knowing God. No man knows the Son except the Father. No man knows the Father except the Son. And nobody can know the Father who is God except the Son reveals him to that person. Now, Jesus is still talking in the same breath what follows is the consequence of those who don't know God. What follows? So, what, what is the predicament? What is the, what is the state of those people? You need to understand when the Lord is talking. So, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Why? Because you don't know God. You are laboring and heavy laden. You are looking for money. We are moving from pillar to post. We are making calls. Signing checks. You labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. What is I will give you rest? It is eternal life. What is eternal life? That you will know God. The true God and his son Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Are you seeing wisdom? And but I'm going to teach you, he says. I am meek, lowly in heart. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. You shall find rest unto your souls. Full disclosure of what you shall expect. My yoke is easy and burden is light. This is our young girl. This young guy tells him everything. I don't have any yoke for you, baby. No yoke. The day they married, he broke his neck. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I remember a couple, when they went for their honeymoon, the same night when they entered there, immediately they entered. The lady removed the ring and threw it down. I said, I don't like nonsense. 
when you don't know God. But all you know is save my date. That's what you know. You know how to go and shop. Knowing God. The program of God. The knowledge of God includes the program of God. In other words, what has God done? What is God doing? And what shall God do? Now we call that redemption, mission, consummation. All that God has done for our redemption. It is finished. Mission. God is at work now. They went forth and preached. The Lord working with them. That one too is in the Bible. That Christians go and God goes with them. It's in here. It's in the Bible. And then consummation. What will God do? Now God has a program because God is sovereign. You need to understand that. So that word is coming to us again and again. That is the basis of his program. Those who want to build a house or they want to own a property, they have some backing. They have some conviction. Even if it's a credit facility, they know that they are credit worthy or they can secure it for whatever they want to do. Now, God needs no credit facility. God needs no help. He acts from within himself. And that action of God, unsolicited, unhelped, unaided, no prop, but from within himself, is what we call sovereignty. You need to understand it. After all, people are saying all kinds of things. We are not even in, 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 the, in the Bible. Is it what in the Bible which you don't understand? You understand altar, altar, but it's altar. You are part of those people who are praying. What? I don't understand what that means. It's, and it's not in the Bible. Sovereignty is here. That one you, you say, what is that? And I say it is the basis of his program. Listen. God. He is not just operating in our individual lives. Like, oh, he has come into my heart. God is in my heart. No, he's not a pocket-sized God. Or a necklace for your heart. God is operating in the entire universe. He is operating in what? The entire universe. If you like, he is not a bedroom air condition. He is central air condition. It goes, there are some facilities, very huge, can contain thousands of people and they can all feel cold because there is a central air conditioning system. So God is not just a little fan that you are finding yourself with and the next person sitting beside you cannot feel it. No, God is bigger than that. And I want to pause here right now and say, thank you God that you are sovereign. And he will never be. And that means God, God, you see, this Bible takes it for granted, the existence of God. It does not prove it. God does not need proofs. 
So he just come and say, in the beginning, I created the heavens and the earth. Where did you come from? That's not your business. The car that you ride, whether it is Toyota or Benz, have you gone to find out who made it? And you, you little you, you want to bring God into your court, your, the mind of your, the, the court of your mind. You want to subpoena God to appear and, and, and answer for lawyers you have hired in your mind. My friend, God is bigger than that. I told you, all those people who did, when they, you know, say, now uh, uh, I have known that God is God. I have known that God is powerful because of your tiny miracle. Or you are even threatening God. Watch, watch my lips. I'm saying that if God does not do this, God is not there. Your, your mouth will be dry. He will still be there. If you want to be angry, leave God out. You understand? Just change your name and leave God. Say, if this thing does not happen, me, my, me, I'll not be called George again. I'll be called Vera. I mean, that's all. Nobody should be going and calling him Vera. But don't take that nonsense to God. It's like saying, if the, if the, the CD to dollar rate does not change, the president of Ghana is not my president. Please, he will be your president until his term is over. So God is not presiding over a world which has run out of his control. Listen, very important. The world, this world, may run out of control for governments, and it has. It may run out of control for society, and it has. But it never can never run out of God's control. Never. What is outside his control is within his control. When he called the flood to come in the days of Noah, he was still within control. When the fire came to burn Sodom and Gomorrah, he made sure that the fire did not go to uh, outside certain boundaries. He's within control. When God is judging who he must judge, he's within control. God is not a fool. Then when he gets angry, you know, all those things which are part of the issue, those who are not part of the issue, you combine all of them. No. It's not like that. When Shadrach, uh, 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 Korah, Dayton, and Abiram misbehaved, they were the ones who went to the belly of the earth and their families. God did not say everybody go down. The same with Achan. He is within control of himself and the whole world is within his control. We, we, we wish we were the one in control. We are not. We wish we were. You know, when you are a child of God, know the difference between a child of God and God. Don't wake up as if you are the one who is ruling the world. I command this, I change this, I move this. Since you have been commanding and changing things, what has changed? Just know what God requires of you and keep to your lane. So that you don't come back and come and, 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 and demand answers from God, which you have no right to. Now listen, in the midst of the chaos of this world, oh, this world, you don't need 
to be an expert to know that it is in chaos but in the midst of the chaos it is still within the creator's control god is the only one who has access to the remote control of this world he's the only one he can stop hearts when he wants to stop it your heart say pause that's it he can make you move fast forward like pharaoh only for you to be destroyed hurry up hurry up pharaoh hurry up hurry up chase moses and it's god who i just press and remove control i've said before them an open door okay i'll also enter because it's an enemy all right move on no amount of evil no amount of evil and wickedness in this world the wars of nations the rumors of the wars of nations which have not turned out to be war yet no amount of evil the trafficking in this world the corruption in this world the unimaginable wickedness that no journalist can uncover in this world all of these things they are within the control of god they they do not in any way make nonsense of god you know some people ask if god is god why is there evil in the world the answer is he's in control or else you would have seen something else there's a difference between boiling water and the water and a, 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 a pot or a, 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 a bowl that the water has finished and it is now on the fire and it is heating by itself. There are two different things. God restrains evil in this world. If you are familiar with the Paul's epistles, the Thessalonians, the mystery of iniquity, that's where, listen, don't be, don't be confused when you see wickedness in this world. Don't be confused of the corruption that you see. Don't be confused. Our God is still in control. Don't say, where is God? Look at what is happening. Look at the sin in the world. Yes, if it is not God, you will see more than that. You will see offices with stuck naked people sitting down working in front of computers. Like banana. If it's not for God. That's how they will come to work. So even man's goodness, the credit goes to God because he has restrained evil. It is not man's will per se. What will do you have? When your car was going to be involved in an accident, why couldn't you control it? You are not in control. When you saw yourself hating your neighbor and you could not stop it, the person you work with, you were hating, you were getting bitter. Why could you not stop it? You are not in control. And God is in control. If God allows it, many people will die of hatred for their neighbor. If it's not God's grace, which is just restraining them, because their heart will just we will just be hearing heart bursting here and there. Because people are hating. Haters. 
God has not considered his authority in the world which he himself created. He has not. Read Psalm 2. He has not. Why do the heathen? God has not considered his authority. The Bible says that the God of this world, right? That is the devil, the prince of the power of the air. The spiritual is real according to this book. Yet, the God of this world is under the God that made this world. Satan does not dictate for God. So, today, I want to kill Stephen, Philip, James, and Rhoda. That is not how Satan, you know, God, God does not watch things like that. The church was not praying for Saul to be stopped. God stopped him. That is sovereignty. He is in control. Even you in your house. It's not everything you react. Sometimes you watch your children with your eyes. And if they are wise, they should understand. God is fully present. I'm just emphasizing the sovereignty of our God, which is the basis of his program. He's fully present in this world, though he's above it. He's not on the same plane with us. He is not. Herod tried it. When people are saying you are God, tell them, please, I'm not. Before an angel strikes you. You understand what I'm saying? You are the God of beauty. You are the God of the say, Tell them you are not. I am not. Leave me alone. I am dust. I am nothing. Without you. Anybody here nothing without him? So that should throw away pride immediately. Sovereignty is the best capsule for humility. No need to throw yourself about. Pride is the thing. Don't do it. When somebody needs your attention, smile and look in that direction. Even if you can't do what you want to do. What you can do. Don't, don't behave nasty. Don't create a little world and set yourself up as you are in control. One day you'll be sitting in your desk. It will be some people who have to come and carry you. Be humble. Nobody carries God from his throne. The angels say, let's call 199. God is sick. We are taking him to emergency. God. But for you. But may you be humble. It is Christianity to know the sovereignty of God. It is. It's, it's not Christian not to know it. And it is the proper handle for panic. In this world, panic is for free. Fear is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. So how does a believer handle fear? The sovereignty of God. It is the basis for the saints, listen, the saints' stately composure of soul. And my tell let's look at the words of jesus luke chapter 21 luke 21 how can you not know god you are walking in the world 
something will make you afraid and that thing may kill you your heart may fail for fear i was talking to somebody and i said fear is the catalyst for evil if you know science what can speed up evil it is called fear and here you are you don't know god doctor am i going to die what will happen to me luke 21 come and join us to know god and all those answers will be over those questions will be over luke 21 verse 18 but there shall not an hair of your head perish you need to be god and sovereign to say that there shall not an hair of your head perish oh christian people if god this god cannot protect you is a hair that can protect you i'm watching over you and how you display this faith that is my burden I'm preaching to you but it's not an achievement but the display of the fragrance of christ the faith the demonstration of faith in the midst of warfare if god cannot save you it is, is it a breath of hair during the the the, the, the COVID season it was flying around and, and, and amazingly christians they say somebody say a small a small a certain small girl or whatever say open your bible if you are wise you will know that hairs are common in books and bible human hair and then drink drink water with it look if if hair has gotten to your throat before it's very very uncomfortable when will the foolishness end your god is sovereign your God is not a hair. Your God is not a nail. Your God is not a dry lizard. Go and buy lizard. Let's do this for you. Your God is not a black cat. Your God is not a dead dog. Your God is not the head of a chimpanzee. Our God, He reigns above all. Our God is not a calendar grace and truth calendar when will it come because of you it won't come when you finish trusting god what's up me or call me we will now go and, and make calendar so that you will not make a god out of it hey papa's face jesus when i saw papa it was 2 a.m a certain demon was coming to kill me and the papa's face and a fire came from papa look at you you and me we are all doing drama drama spiritual santos or spiritual bill cosby's when we deliver africa or christianity whatever we will really come down to the script when we leave we deliver drama 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 those of you who are liking drama people, you like them. And I call like it. Unlike it in the name of Jesus. Unlike it. I say unlike it. I speak with the jealousy of Christ. God brought you here. You have no idea why you are even here. He brought you under my watch. 
have a license from the spirit realm to oversee your life and i say in the name of jesus unlike it too much over nonsense the jesting the jesting of 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 drunk prophets expired prophets that's what you like do you make time to listen to sound doctrine after i have labored and after i've preached will you make time you and listen to it will you value the message of the knowledge of god or you want to hear i see you want to hear there is something at your back you want to hear there is something something at the back of your house is that what you want to hear don't you understand that he whom the son makes free he is free indeed christian power is christian truth period apostles never conducted deliverance deliverance was in preaching and in teaching jesus himself he was the number one herald and proclaimer he preached deliverance don't delay your freedom don't delay it don't delay it with drama don't delay it drama don't delay it with drama look at verse 19 luke 21 we read the verse number 18 the verse 19 now in in your patience possess your soul did you see that in your patience you because of the sovereignty of god have a stately composure of soul no stress no distress be cool and calm how because you understand the sovereignty of god what does that mean he's in control even the wickedness is within his control pharaoh is within his control nebuchadnezzar is within his control herod you may be mad like whatever you are within the control of my lord and except he allows you to touch me you can't listen listen always check with god before you check with your enemies do you want to say always check with god don't go and check your enemies and go and size god with your enemies now god my enemies say they will kill me you god even they are looking for you to kill you no send the notes from god to your enemies check god before you check your enemies check who before you do that look at verse 25 and there shall be signs in the sun no big deal signs are our channel church of god just keep watching don't be terrified by signs something has changed something has fallen from the sky enjoy the drama and in the moon and in the stars since they said climate change are we still not here read your bible more than you read science and you've been listening to bill gates as if he's one of the inspired writers of the bible whatever he says is the truth the world is going this way the world is going that way 
what the world will be in 2025. When prophets were speaking, where were you? With your nose. Upon the earth, distress of nations. Cheer up. The worst is yet to come. Distress of nations. You have not seen anything yet. It will not only be certain countries that are known for visas. Visas will be for all countries because everybody is running to everywhere. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes. Ghana right now is receiving a lot of people from America. And it is more than we have come to settle home. It is more than that. It's distress of nations. Even there are some white people. I saw a certain white lady say he came to tour in Africa, then he fell, she fell in love with Nigeria, so now he's in Nigeria. <laughs> he's happily there. Doesn't want to go back. Distress of nations. With perplexity. If you don't know the meaning, go and take this scenario and look for them to help you. The sea and the waves roaring. They are all not nice words. Men's heart failing them for fear. You don't want your heart to fail. What you do is to take in the sovereignty of God. It holds your heart for he holds all things by the word of his power, including your heart. A Christian should not have a heart failure because of the distress of this world. No. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, how do you look at those things? By looking on your social media and, and television, say, something is coming. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now look at verse 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, our God is controlled. Then look up and lift up your hands for your redemption. Your redemption. Your redemption. My redemption. It draws nigh. And that is the redemption of the subject matter. Election for redemption. We spoke about it last week. Let me still make a defense for God's sovereignty before I talk about today's election. I want to find out from you. What do you know? What do Christians know these days? I told you, check with God first before you check with your enemies. What do you know? I'm asking you, what do you know? Is it the power of God or the power of Satan? What do you know? I'm demanding for answers. When you stand in prayer, what are you conscious of the more? Satan's power or God's power? When we say we are praying, what are your expectations? I taught this pastor, our pastor, you know, he will lead us to kill certain demons and did I bring a gun to church? I was way back when I was in school, campus. This is a, more than a decade ago. More than that. I saw people beating Satan. Satan is still wearing his school uniform going about. And it was not in the village, in the university. They have brought Cain. And a certain grass was there. If the land was for me, I will, I will beat those guys and suck them. And you come and see them. And I'm saying Satan is still walking around. Who has bewitched you? 
of foolish Galatians. Paul knew who among the Christians were foolish and told them, if I find you, I will tell you. What do you know? There are people drinking urine today. Yes. I didn't have bones. I don't go for Where all, Why all these props? Where is the liberty in Christ Jesus? One kind Galatians 5. Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made me free. And don't be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. What binds me to my wife is not my wedding band. It's just a cultural, a cultural signet. I can put it down if I want to. It is the love of Christ that binds me to her. A lot of people wearing all this uh, uh, golden, expensive, whatever, but they don't know the head and tail of marriage. What do you know, Mr. Christian, Mrs. Christian? Do you know the blessed assurance of sovereignty or the fear of enemy insinuations? And then I win him. When someone who knew who na, and I win him, and I'm a son die, and one son die. Oh, son die now on pa. Sorry, oh, who will even say God and so forth from? In the name of Jesus. I saw a pastor of a big church today. He told his member. He said, "Look." I think they fill a card to come and see them for counseling. Everybody want to see him. Meanwhile, the other pastors. Then he told them, look, me to have a problem, okay? Yeah. Because that is the ignorance of the average Christian. If we exchange Paul's stand of troubles with your stand, immediately you say, Paul, go back to where you came from and let me stay. And I won't call you again for prayer. Because you are not even powerful. <laughs> the things you are going through, you don't have power. You said there was a thorn in your flesh. Because when I went to your room, the thorn was pinching me. Three times of prayer, it didn't go. You are not powerful. But the day is here. When because of your understanding of the sovereignty of God, even in your weakness, you'll be making your boast in God. That is Christianity. Yeah, yeah, this way soon we fat on China. Oh, bre. The bian or ma or mom when they may ham. Oh, bian you ham. 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 We are in Ham. Wow. Manenin can adam them. Your mom when they may ham. Or mom when they may jaffet. The bian problem oriented brother and sister. I'm going to a conference. The theme is how to grow in Christ. The measure of the fullness of the statue of God. Nobody has time for breaking altar but this altar. You can't invite me for such nonsense. I will call you for a meeting and teach you if I have time for you. You think they are interested in being on billboards. Even dead people, they are on the wall. You will be free. Hey. If you don't know, you are not sure of somebody comes on your pay, whatever or not, you come to me, I'll tell you the truth. If you are, your heart is really open, I will tell you. I won't even have to listen to one sentence. 
the Holy Spirit is too, the scanning machine is too powerful. Immediately I see it. Say, That's it. I'll give you the news. For 10 years, you prove me right. Truth is truth. Truth unchanging. Truth unchallenged. So I'm asking you again, what do you know? What image do you have about our God? Did he create anything at all? Or he's a creature? Listen to the church praying in the book of us. Lord, thou hast created. Like some lazy dude. <laughs> we need Christian. Of course, this, 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 this brother, he, you know, he took it to another level. But so much confidence in God. He said, look, God has given me the keys of the kingdom. Even God, if he gets out and he doesn't come early, I will lock him. <laughs> That's what he said. This is somebody who is confident. He said, even if God gets up and he doesn't come early, me, I will lock him. May you honor God, but at least may you be confident in God. If you can lock God so that he can come in, you can lock your problems. You can lock as many devils as you want. When shall we see ordinary you? Casting out devils. When? I'm asking. It is to you, we said, in my name. It's not for an African prophet. You, in my name, in my name, you will cast out devils. That is elementary Christianity. It's for believers. Is it not believers who speak in new tongues? They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall by no means hurt them. Can't even eat somebody's food. Not because the Lord has told you not to eat. You are afraid. In the same church, somebody gives your child a, a toffee immediately. Then you throw it away. You are afraid. They want to poison my, 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 my child. This sister will give my child witchcraft. Supposing the sister is a real witch. Take that candy. Break it into two. Feed your child with it and take some. And prove that you are a believer and if you drink any deadly thing, it shall by no means hurt you. If you are. Not this Christian, we're always running away. They give you food, you go and throw it away. If you eat, find somebody and give it to the person. What do you know? Oh, time will fail me to talk about this God and his sovereignty. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, 6. Incarnation for redemption. 
the God of election became the God of the incarnation. You have to follow these lessons keenly to appreciate your own salvation. The journey has been long so that you can praise God for long. The God of election became the God of incarnation. There it is. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Was he born? Yes, he was born. And that was God he was talking about. Verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to. To do what? Isaiah 9 7. Is that all? And to establish it with judgment or with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts to perform this. That simply means sovereignty. Amen. Amen. The zeal of the Lord. You don't even know what is working on your behalf. There is a zeal. God is clad with zeal. God doesn't wear suit and tie. He wears zeal. For your defense. Oh, how joyful and restful it is to be a Christian. Joyful and restful. Joy, but people, they don't like it. It is not safe for them. Joyful, restful, Christianity is not safe. It's the dangerous, hazardous, stressful one which is safe. And it does not change God too. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. That's what Isaiah prophesied. And it's happening with Mary, favored among women. And she shall bring forth a son. Now, this does not make Mary any special. There is no way the Bible says we should worship Mary. If we are here and we have combined Mary with Jesus, separate Mary. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Don't go about saying Immaculate Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us. He won't pray for you. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Let Mary stay. Even when in the upper room, those who were praying for the Holy Ghost, Mary was one of them. Mary is not that important. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He does not appear anywhere in the equation of redemption. He is just a channel. History within history. Mary is not so critical for our redemption. It could have been any woman. Any woman X or Y. It is just that God showed her favor. If God has showed her favor, leave Mary alone and let her enjoy her favor. And that is all she has to do in history. The church said amen. If you listen to what I preach well, some of your questions will be solved. You will need personal consultation. So I come and ask the same question about Mary. I'm saying that Mary... <laughs> Mary is Mary. Even if you add a new Mary, it is still Mary. <laughs> or more Mary. Whatever Mary, Mary, Maria, whatever, it is still Mary. We are not confused. You change your name, you know, um, 
Mary, Maria, Inu Mary, Mu Mary. It is Mary. We are not deceived. So, look at it. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Oh, that's it. Incarnation for redemption. John 1. John 1. The verse number 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. See that? And we beheld the glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. So, the God of the election became the God of incarnation. And we will see that it is the same God becoming everything in our redemption because salvation is of the Lord. Can we talk about the wonder of this incarnation? Why not? There should be time for gazing on the wonder of our faith. And this is one of the moments. So talk of wonders. And we are faced with one right now. Incarnation. It's a wonder. We are not talking about someone who say, I have died and I have come. Nobody dies and come. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When they died, they died. They never came from anywhere. And this is not somebody who had died and asked. That's not why we are talking about incarnation, reincarnation, and all the derivatives. We are talking about something exclusive to God. Get it straight. It's called the mystery of godliness. God became flesh and dwelt among us. That is the lowest thing ever that happened to God. For God to become flesh. You don't understand it. He became subject to human frailty. Even to death itself. Just that he never sinned. Because that space needed to be kept clean for our redemption. It's a mystery. And only God could do that as a man. So talk of the wonders of the Bible and of the world in general, and this is one of them, a one-time wonder, a divine action for all time, never to be repeated, never. So if you hear somebody say, I have, I'm Jesus, I have come again, it's not true. I listen to what I'm saying. A certain guy said that he was Jesus. He appeared, he, he, I mean, people know him. You say, he suddenly say Jesus. Then they said that this Easter they will crucify him. Then he did a, a police report. How can Jesus do a police report? Against, when Jesus, they said they will crucify Jesus, he went ahead and he died. Jesus does not go to police station. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He's afraid for his life. God became man. That is incarnation. If you walk out of here and then you are asked, what is incarnation? God became man. The wonder of all wonders. And creation itself, it is wonderful. 
Genesis chapter 1. Very wonderful. What we see in nature, wonderful. But when the creator becomes the creature, it calls for wonder inspection. The wonder is, is, is amazing. But then it is not a meanliness wonder. You know, sometimes people put God on a wonder stand. Right? And they even put him in a mystery mode without understanding the purpose of the wonder and the mystery. So, it's like idolatry. God is on a wonder stand. Oh, God is wonderful. God is wonderful. The mystery mode. Then the experts come, the spiritual gurus. They are coming to explain the mysteries to us. So forever and ever we are in the mystery mode and at the base of the wonder stand of this God. But that is not what the purpose of the incarnation is for. It is dazzling. It's amazing. But And so what? God became man. So what? But that's what must concern us beyond the wonder and the mystery. Amen. Christianity is not wonder at all. And mystery checks. It is to see him. It is to see Jesus. It is to know him and to know the only true God. So our wonder should not just end at wonder but beyond the wonder to the wonderful one amen and that's what john says 114 the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glorious of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth the word incarnate he became flesh he became flesh God became like us. Think about it. What is the importance of this? You have to know. We are not satisfied with being at the wonder base and in the mystery mode. Oh, God. Oh, what a wonder. He became flesh. He became flesh. He became flesh. He became flesh. No. There is something important about that. Number one, it was fulfillment of prophecy. Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman. Do you people believe in prophecy? Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed and it will bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. What is the seed of the woman that is talking about? Is Christ. It is God in flesh. The word became flesh. The word. And so I went forth to soul. And then Jesus explains the parable. The seed is the word. And the word became flesh. So it is fulfillment of prophecy. Just as Isaiah prophesied, a virgin shall conceive. Isaiah 7.14. And when it happened, we call his name Jesus. So 
it makes us see the integrity of God. Incarnation underscores the integrity of our God. The word became flesh. The word became flesh. Listen. He overarches everything. If we see ourselves, we will never worship. Worship begins from seeing him. Amen. You is not the subject of scripture. Christ is the subject of scripture. That's what he said. For they are they will testify of me. They testify of me. They don't testify about your, your, your father's village. And your, and, your, and, your, and your father's, your grandfather's altars. And palm trees. Are you listening to what I'm saying? see him our freedom our deliverance our healing our redemption he's made unto us wisdom sanctification he's made unto us redemption Christ Jesus that's what you must be concerned with what are people seeing it was a fulfillment of prophecy listen and if this prophecy has been fulfilled, every prophecy around your life is going to be fulfilled. This is capital prophecy. Do you understand? When God features certain prophetic fulfillments, you should go to sleep about other prophecies. Because this one is big. Amen. Number two. The importance of the incarnation. It was necessary for the shedding of a sinless blood. Sinless blood. John 1, 29 and 36. You see John the Baptist introducing Jesus. And he does not say, this is Jesus, my cousin. No. He said, Jesus, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He had a prophetic perception of who Jesus was. This is God who had become flesh. You see, it, it, it amazes you why John does not want to even put on the sandals of Jesus for him, to help him, to lace it. No. He said, I'm not worthy to do it. How could a mere man be worthy of God? Of, you know, prophets see differently. It was the, it's the prophets, the voice of the prophets that kept on saying, you are the one who crucified the Lord. That's the prophets. They were not part. They told the blind people, the blind masses, you don't see God, so you catch him and you kill him. But we, we know who he is. We stand in awe of him. So it was necessary. God as he is will not shed his blood. No. He has to take on the form of weakness to shed blood. God never sheds blood. God spills blood. From where he is, he kills everybody. But when he became us, then he could shed his blood. Listen, no wonder the apostle said, We have been redeemed not with corruptible things as silver and gold. Brother, dollars and pounds and euros and cities and sifa and naira did not save us. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. God made flesh. It is too late for any bargain on your life. Because 
It is your major problem. I don't know why they don't come and tell me. The price sometimes not too high. Say, yeah. One million Ghana cities. Sometimes 10 cities. Catherine yeah. said, Sister, a comedian. It is my Sikaram from Kotoa watching. Men can say, But who's the cow is so soon? A cock, I it. I'm not for the cow is so And I will down Moka. If you meet them, let them go hungry in Jesus' name. No, 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 no. How in the world? Christians, Christians, do they understand who they are? Christians, the gospel drum, it beats both a sound to sinners and a sound to the saints. To the sinners, it beats the sound of salvation that they should come. God saves to the saints, it beats the sound of their redemption that you are free and you are free indeed. Don't go back into bondage. Enjoy the redemption song. Enjoy it. Too late to buy a piece of garment to pay off for a, a, a spiritual debt. It should be naked and walking around. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you naked? Nobody will clothe them. All the spirits who have come. I want new or more. Nonsense. Enough. Somebody say enough. May you be here to hear. The, the sound of freedom all the time. Now we will seek a kind of contribution. Oh, my mate, this car. Oh, papa, this car. Oh, be a unity. Oh, be a fan to Bwamra. 50 CD. Me and you, Mr. Kafriu. You will explain with thesis. I tell you. Can I ask mommy? It is hard to get. You have to explain why. Amen. Hey, don't be afraid to ask questions. You understand? When Jesus sent them, go and bring this coat and this ass. He suspected that they will ask, Why are you taking it? He said, tell them the Lord has need of it. So even Jesus, he was questioned. Now you there, you are there, your people are just you say, doing correction. No way. May you walk in the freedom of Christ. Can you say amen? 
and if they are afraid don't understand me where you have to do your deal do it even if you can pay for others pay for them just tell them all of you take your money away i will pay for you but where people are afraid and it's like hey you know you are the one to get up like paul and say hey there shall be no loss of life i am here may you be that kind of a christian but you have to know to be able to help others so it was necessary for the shedding of a sinless blood god appeared to sacrifice himself listen salvation is not a trivial matter Nami appeared to sacrifice himself. A purely divine project. Purely divine project. I was such a Usuye, forget. Me we are passing one year my to watch. And yen on the jewel, and yen you mucha I like it. There's one of the standards of Rock of Ages. It says, Not the labors of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite? No, in other words, no rest. Could my tears forever flow to make the ocean full? All of sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. Salvation is of the Lord. The only thing required is repentance and faith toward God. What is repentance? Ah, I crucified your son. Then the Lord say, No problem. Now lift up your head, lift up your head, lift up your head. That is faith. The look of faith. Repentance goes like this. Oh, be merciful to me, Lord, a sinner. How could I do this? You are smitten for the sin. You don't rejoice in your sin. No. That's no repentance. Repentance strikes a pain in your heart for what you inflicted on innocence, on the victim divine, on a sinless God who took our sin because of his love and now you straighten up as the serpent was lifted up in the desert in the wilderness so shall the son of man be lifted up and whoever will look on him that look of faith when you look on him at that instant you are saved salvation is not on probation basis three months probation no there's nothing like that only a look of faith even tonight if you are here and you are not settled about your assurance of faith i'm calling you to the stance of faith just look at once look at once look at once look how many times and at that once you are saved and at that once you are healed and at that once you are delivered one time don't come back and say, Mummy, deliverance. You're more there. Yes, I bath and put on something and go and sleep. 
Don't do that. Don't bring down the sacrifice of Christ. Finally. Finally. So important. The importance of the incarnation. It is the test of false doctrine and antichrist spirits. To invoke a test. All the false spirits and antichrist. Obey your flesh. No, attest you. It's, a, it's the acid test of authenticity of spirits. Because all that are in agreement with God say he came in the flesh. Those who are false, they are anti-Christ, anti-Christ. They say no. So be very careful what people say about Jesus. That is how to catch false prophets and false teachers and false doctrine. It's all about the centrality, the personality of Christ. Jesus is not enough. Yes, but for Michael. Jesus is Mary. Yes, Jesus is not Yes. First John chapter 4. So, this is a, a proof test of false doctrine and antichrist spirit. First John chapter 4 verse 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Why should you? Huh? Even things that people sell, not in religious, the religious world per se, even, don't believe anything. Oh, this point is made in Korea. How do you know? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Anything that is going around, this one, if you drink it, if you have headache, you have stomach problem, you have a, a, a waist problem, knee problem, all of them will go. What kind of medicine is that? <laughs> Be very careful. One day you may drink a certain medicine, you will disappear. <laughs> <laughs> You may disappear. I'm telling you. Be very, very careful. Yes. One time I was talking with a guy who works at the Food and Drugs Board. He told me, you know, one of these things that were going on. He said, look, the acid level. Very high. Maybe that's what the people thought was the healing. Because when you drink it, the way your stomach, you know, it will turn and cast it. Yes, it is powerful. <laughs> Believe not every spirit. Now, let me make it real for you. You won't see spirit with your eyes. What is he talking about? Don't believe every person. That's what he's saying. The spirits work through people. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power. A spirit was working. Similarly, spirits work through other people. Don't believe them. Just because they are doing something. But try the spirits. In other words, try the people. Try. Whether they are of God. Oh. Do it. Because many false prophets, not a few, have gone out into the world. And this is how you catch them. They distort the divinity of Christ. Be free. Be free. 
Yes, you moja plus acid. Yes. That's a Libraba. It's a joke. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Two. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus is come in the flesh. Hereby know we the Spirit of God. Every spirit, he's explaining, that confesses that Jesus is come in the flesh is of God. Now, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, when we are casting out devils and we say in the name of Jesus, come out. And you say, I won't come out. And then you say, we want to test whether it is a spirit. Or maybe the person has said he won't come out. What again do you want? Then you say, uh, it's, it's, it's Jesus, did Jesus come in the flesh? Look, demons are no fools. It's way above that. He's talking about the whole realm of false teaching, false doctrine. Don't take it to deliverance session. That is not, that is not the, the real test. A Christian should know evil spirits. One girl they were praying for, and then he jumped on one of the brothers. And he tore his collar. You know, the, 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 she became aggressive. So when she jumped and then she removed the collar, you know, he was struggling with her brother. Then one brother was standing be, be beside her and he said, I think this lady has evil spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is too late. <laughs> All the drama she was showing, it shows that she has evil spirit already. We shouldn't wait for people to remove our collars and and our sins before we know they have evil spirit you understand yeah now similarly don't don't wait that far you, you bring a little girl to church or some two brothers you take a small girl you know mostly in some communities it is small small children who are witches then old women are witches but the young girls who are in the university they are full of witch wait. look at that you see their mind is not working well when is somebody is beautifully dressed, he's not a witch. Somebody who is poor, he has lost his teeth. A witch has come. <laughs> if you don't take care, you will marry a Miss Ghana witch. Yeah. So we are proving the spirit. Now listen, verse three. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. They deny the, 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 the cross of Christ. Eh? Be careful of preachers like that. They are saying sweet things. They never pinch in the cross. No, 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 no. no. They are preaching this night. That's what you like. You like them. Okay. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of the Antichrist. It is. It is not, it is like it is. The distortion of Christ, his incarnation, his divinity, all that is about him. The demeaning of it, the adding to it, the subtraction from it, the, 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 the modulating, even the mutilating of it, something done to it. Antichrist is here. The false spirit is here. Whereof you have heard that it should come, even now already it is in the world. 
but you are of God, little children. And you have overcome them. Believe in Jesus and you are an overcomer. He is sufficient and you are an overcomer. This is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. He that believeth on the Son of God, the same is he who overcomes the world. Believe it. Amen. And when anybody brings anything false to you, intimidating, threatening, uh, whatever, ye are of God, little children. And we have overcome them. Because greater, he will always be greater, is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Be on your feet. Father, we thank you. Worship the greater one right now. He's in you. Christ incarnate. Now the apostles' revelation tells us that he's even in us. That's how far redemption has gone. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Come on, lift up your voice and give God the praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Let your spirit approach the truth as it is in Jesus and, and worship him and adore him. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Understands God's sovereignty. Don't be afraid anymore. Your life is within his control. There is nothing upsetting or distressing that God cannot control. There has never been one and there will never be one. He is absolutely in control. Satan is under his control. The Antichrist is under his control. False prophets are under his control. Just recognize that and let your whole life be under the conviction of a sovereign God and that you will never ever be a victim of circumstances and situations because your God rules in the affairs of life. Yes, affairs of men and give the kingdom to whosoever he wills. Our God reigns. Our God rules. Our God is in control. Don't concede. Don't resign to fate. Don't say, what, what, what else can I do? Don't take a passive posture in life. Take an active posture in life. Be active because God is sovereign. Reign with him. The Bible says that we reign with him. We are seated with him. God is acting on our behalf. Believe in it. Yes, be rest assured in his sovereignty. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And don't let anybody tell you that Jesus is a phantom. Jesus is, is a myth. No, he's real. He came into it to his own, his own receive him now. He came in the flesh for real. Jesus came in the flesh. He told Thomas, handle me and see. I am flesh. Yes, you can feel me. You can touch me. And then Thomas said, my Lord and my God, drop every doubt. Drop every doubt concerning Jesus. Believe him at once for salvation. Believe him at once for your deliverance. Believe him at once for your future, your past, your present. He is enough. He is God's solution to mankind. No need to walk anymore in darkness. Understand the God's program. Understand God's program. His election for our redemption has led to his incarnation for our redemption. Jesus came in flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, keep on beholding his glory. Look on Jesus, the glory of God. Look, don't look elsewhere. Don't look at your enemies. Don't look at your adversaries. Don't look at your past. Look unto him, Jesus. Look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus. 
and be changed from glory to glory from glory to glory yes you'll be changed you will be changed and his glory will be revealed in your life when you look unto him center your gaze on him not on 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 on, on, on the devil not on, on 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 evil the evil of this world the world will be evil anyway but he's in control he is con in control thank you heavenly father thank you heavenly father thank you heavenly father thank you heavenly father god bless you for listening to this message today visit us on facebook at gttip page today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week and remember the future belongs to us we believe